Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. Welcome back to Wine, Weed, and Weave. I am your host, Ayana, aka the Marijuana Ayana, and this is the end of season three. We made it, we did it. A little bit of a challenge, I won't lie. As I've said before, I fully produced this show all by myself, as well as work many other jobs, so it can be overwhelming sometimes, and I get dates mixed up or things just don't quite sound how I want, but I gotta get an episode out. So I've definitely enjoyed being challenged, but also like, am ready to take a break and come back next season a little bit more organized and like prepared for all of the crazy things that happen when you're producing a podcast so this episode is going to be a very special episode called ask a cannabis accountant so i took some questions that i've been asked um and some questions that i had as well and some questions that i've heard just kind of in the community and in the industry based off of like mutual struggles or mutual like challenges in terms of building a cannabis business and being a cannabis entrepreneur and smashed them all together and made this really great episode called ask a cannabis accountant with cannabis entrepreneur and accountant erica edwards also known as the number grinder on instagram she has over 12 years of experience as an accountant so she really knows what she's talking about and she also is now shifting towards the cannabis industry well not just now but she's skipped she's shifted her skill set to the cannabis industry because she specifically wants to help women of color men of color women entrepreneurs you know anybody who's a minority that wants to get in, in the industry understand how to put their finances in the right place and understand what to do compliantly in order to financially be able to operate a cannabis business so i'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode with um erica edwards aka the number grinder we'll get started so how's your day going it's going it's going (laughs) it's going you know I feel you that's what I felt this morning I woke up and I was like I'm so tired but I have so much to do right yeah that's been like my past couple of months Um, months yeah like tired but like keep it moving yeah I don't know what it what it I was. think we're all just fatigued. We're all just burnt yeah. out from the year. We're all just like, yeah. Oh my, I, I'm like, whatever that stage is that past burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where oh, I. Oh no, out. you got to get some weed like, and some rest. Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need a like a vacation or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, past burnt out is not good. Well, hopefully no. you're smoking right now or get to smoke later. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I I have my pen too. Like once I I started like feeling my nerves, I was like, "Let me get my pen." <laughs> yes, get your little pen. I have my little pen. I'm I'm yeah. smoking some Girl Scout cookies. Okay, <laughs> and it just makes every it just makes the whole day easier. Makes- well, the the strain that I'm smoking on is called Train Wreck, which I oh no, so like apropos. <laughs> You're like, yep, mm-hmm, I need that one. Will that yeah. make this Train Wreck stop, or will it cause more? <laughs> I just feel like it's you know it's relatable to me. <laughs> You're like I understand. I need that. Yeah, one. I understand. I train that makes so sense. So I'm definitely curious. I ask everybody this, and I think it's such a fun question because it makes you reminisce. When did you first smoke weed, and how did you feel? Do you remember what you smoked? Do you remember what you smoked out of? Ooh, okay. I mean, the, well, the, the first time that I smoked weed was like. I think I had just graduated high school with a group of friends and nothing happened and I just didn't see the big deal. Um, and then like first time I smoked weed and got high was with my best friend um, and, uh, and line sister, a sorority sister. 
And um, I think we smoked out of either an apple or <laughs> water bottle. Oh, man, that's the best when you have yes. to, like, rig something he random. Yeah, <laughs> because I do not know how to roll. I still don't know. <laughs> like, don't judge me. I use... No the- judgment. There's so many ways to smoke <laughs> now. Like, you don't yeah, even need to. Exactly. I, I use the cones. Um, oh, yeah. Save and- time. Yeah. Right. It's just, that's what works for me. <laughs> so- I mean, I do not blame you. But I love... <laughs> Like everyone's like, I used to smoke out of water bottles. <laughs> yes. yes, it was either an apple or a water bottle. That's what we used to do in college. And I think it was my junior year of college. Like I, I don't know, for a while I was very like anti-weed. Like I hated the smell of it. <laughs> I was like, ew, it's gr- I don't get it. And then like the first time I got high, I was like, yeah, I get like, it. Oh, <laughs> and it was great because like um my best friend and I would just like get together I would get the snacks she would get the weed oh I love that and we would just have like our wind down session like at the end of the week and catch up and I I think it brought us closer I love that so much those are the best sessions to me honestly it's just like your girlfriends you know just watch scandal and smoke and like (laughs) let's normalize that yes that's usually what's happening like we're not like doing heavy drugs we're like on the couch drinking wine eating popcorn with (laughs) M&M's That's pretty much it. I love it so much. But the water bottles, I've definitely smoked out of water <laughs> bottles. And weird things. We didn't know. We didn't know it was bad for us. <laughs> yeah, anything back then. I mean, like, like who we would get it from. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't even know what it was. No. Like, you'd just be like, what is this? It's some gas. Okay. Well, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> Not, didn't know anything at all. I even remember like this um, one time I was trying to buy weed and um, it was from a friend and he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get you a dub. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, how much does it cost? <laughs> He's like, $20. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're like, oh, got it. I, got yeah. <laughs> I was just like, so green, like no pun intended. <laughs> but- oh my goodness. Same though, same. I think yeah. the first time someone offered me edibles, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, you want? Hey, honey, you want some brownies?" I was like, "Oh, what kind of brownies? Like, you know, are they chocolate? Are they caramel? Do they have white chocolate?" They were oh. like, "Yeah, they're special." Like, they were like winking at me and stuff. I was like, uh-huh. "So they have nuts in it? Because I don't really like nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Never mind." Like, they figured out I wasn't cool enough to even have the brownies. And then I found out later there were pot brownies. I was like, oh, I don't want those. I thought <laughs> if they were regular brownies, I'd want some. But I don't I don't want pot brownies. This was also like before I smoked. So I'll kill you for sure. Yeah. So how did you kind of get to the point where you like were watching the industry and you were interested in being a part of it? Um well I um I really became serious um about being a part of the industry when I, um, I started having back problems. Um, that was like, it was like right after I turned 30, I started mm-hmm. having back problems. And, um, and then I didn't know what it was. And I finally like by Dr. Ransom's test and found out that I have a slip disc. Oof. My doctor just like automatically gave me a prescription for Oxy. Oh, wow. I filled it and then I like went home and and I was thinking I can't take this I'm gonna end up like strung out and and then they're gonna take my kid away from me and I just like I just saw like a whole episode of like intervention oh no I was like this is how it starts um so I just like was looking up uh alternative um pain um methods Mm -hmm. um and then I was, people were saying, like, they were using cannabis and, C- mm-hmm. like, CBD and THC and tinctures and rubs. And I had only ever smoked, like, with friends or at parties. 
um, I never really thought of it medicinally. So I was just looking into that and I ended up um, becoming a New York State medical marijuana patient. Um, And then I was looking into that program and kind of got into a rabbit hole of the New York program and and then it led me uh, into other like cannabis industry events that were happening. Mm-hmm. And I went to an event not knowing like how I would fit in or like what I would even say, just like I'm interested. And um, it was a, an on the revel event. And it was like a lot of people of color, mm-hmm. a lot of women. So mm. I was oh, this is. The, like you're like my, my people, people. <laughs> people. and then I heard um Christine De La Rosa speak and um sh- her thing was um you know talking about oh it's great if you want to have a grow or a dispensary but what we really need are like ancillary businesses mm-hmm. like accountants lawyers insurance people and I was like oh my gosh she's talking about me <laughs> <laughs> I can see the little light bulb moment happen. Yeah, for you. like I can see the like click. I swear, I like. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like she's the reason why <laughs> I started the Never Grinder. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you were and- probably sitting in that room and you were like, "Wait, is she talking to me?" <laughs> yes, I. That's like you know how sometimes you like go to church or something. And yeah, and you have that like. And- yeah. Oh my gosh. Like- speaking directly to me I was like she is speaking directly to me you were in the right place at the right time that yes definitely and um and then like I even I usually like when I go to places I don't introduce myself I'm like super shy and I went and introduced myself to the person who was throwing the event Mm -hmm. um and then like I was like I'm an accountant and then somebody just like turned around and was like you're an accountant take my card and then like from there I felt like the ball just like kept rolling Mm -hmm. and I ended up getting like my first cannabis client like two weeks later oh wow it was just like it was just meant to be yeah no I totally (laughs) feel you like it doesn't make sense but it makes sense yeah it was just like because you're in one place and you're like can I do this and then stuff Mm -hmm. starts happening and you're like oh shit I can't. <laughs> yeah like you really you don't like you don't you know something's like pushing you towards something mm-hmm. you, it doesn't make any sense you don't know why and you don't know how and and then it just it works out mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing yeah. I love that so much because it really shows you the power of just being like well I'm interested in something let me just trust my gut like you really kind of trusted your gut and what with, with your intuition and even you said, like, Oxy, like, scared you, the thought of taking it. You were like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. And just doing that little bit of research, you trusted your gut, and it just led you here. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Like yeah. medicine works so, in mysterious ways. So, so crazy. Really crazy. So, since, you know, then, kind of what has your journey been like, building the number grinder and kind of working in cannabis and of course, cannabis has become legal in New York now. And that's mm-hmm. been like a really big shift. Like what's been kind of going on in your world in a brief summary, other than the train wreck, like <laughs> <laughs> all the good things, you know, what's kind of come out of, you said you, you know, went to this thing two weeks later, you had a client, like what's life been like since then? Yeah. I mean, it's been, um, it's, it's been great. Like I can't, I can't complain. I definitely can't complain. Um, but I mean, you know, being in cannabis, it's, it's a whole different animal. Mm -hmm. Like I've, you know, never experienced some of the things (laughs) being in the cannabis industry, like clients getting their bank account shut down, their shut down just like out of nowhere. And, oh, and it's like, oh yeah, because you started selling CBD coffee or like we noticed you're in the cannabis industry so we stopped your account. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It, I've just like never <laughs> experienced before. So um, I've definitely like had to stay on my toes. Um, but I think my favorite part of the industry is how open everyone is. And um, 
and how much learning there is. Um, and like when you go to a networking, a cannabis networking event, like everybody's like, oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how can I help you? How can you help me? It's not like people are trying to tear you down. Or at least I haven't experienced that. Yeah, at least in the like people <laughs> of color, women of color, women right. in the cannabis community. Because I just had someone ask me this and I was like, oh, it is actually very different. Because they were like, we noticed women of color and minorities and women, they're very supportive in the cannabis industry as for Caucasian men or just like rich, like minority men, they're very competitive. I was like, Oh shoot. That is true. Oh my, I, I love it. Like I, (laughs) I went to a cannabis event in New York like a couple of weeks ago and like, I felt like, I think I talked to, like, all the women of color at that event. <laughs> it wasn't even, I mean, okay, I'm, I was about to say it wasn't on purpose, but it was on purpose. Like, we were all like, hey, girl, what's up? What are you up to? Can I mean, I- of course. Sure. That's just who you gravitate so, to naturally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, like, it's all love, and that's really my my favorite part of it because I'm, like, you know, those are my people. That's yeah, where I yeah. feel at home. I went to Howard. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is familiar. I like this. Yeah, I mean, I like this. even like it was also like a women in cannabis event, which mm-hmm. also, you know, even just being around women, like all women, it's it's a different vibe. It's a different mm-hmm. energy, and I. I live for that. So I'm like, I, I love that. Well, we're glad to have you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you did mention, I'm so glad you mentioned this because this is a very important question that I wanted to ask you because it's an issue that so many of us run into. As you said, when it comes to banking and payment processors, many people struggle. Like, I don't know how many websites and payment processors I've been kicked off of. At least five, mm-hmm. like minimum five. Yep of websites and payment so I've been kicked off of at least 10 payment processors and websites just because I had a hemp or CBD product um Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating like like it's just something you never think you're gonna have an issue with and you don't even know it's gonna be an issue until you're in it what can those small businesses and like small business owners do when they are in the position of being shut down by payment processors or are struggling to find a compliant brand bank because it's I've been in it it's the fucking worst <laughs> okay I'm still fighting with these damn payment processors yeah. and no it it sucks and like unfortunately um, um but yeah I'm sorry. still fighting with these banking processors and yeah. payment thingies mm-hmm. and it's just such a process that so many of us are dealing with. And I do like that all of us are kind of struggling at the same time. We're all yeah. trying to like help each other. But from an expert's mouth, I would love to know, like, you know, what do we do about this? And how can we navigate through it? Kind of what tips can you give us when we do get shut down? Um, interestingly enough, I feel like the answer is in the government. Like, we need them mm-hmm. to- pass, um, you know, these banking acts and make changes on a higher level. um, Because, like, unfortunately, there is no, like, clear cut answer. And um, these companies, uh, you know, they, they will, they will, and they can, like, shut you down at any moment without absolutely and I think it's important to to know that. And to, um, you know, to, to be able to, to be, to pivot or to say, okay, this happened. Now let's try this to have backup plans to kind of like be proactive instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe have like two or three companies that you have like in the wings, just in case, um, you do get shut down. You have another one you could talk to, um, know that some of these um, banks and processors um, are going to have ridiculous fees. Mm-hmm. That part. You know, prepared for that. Um, I even talked to one company that um, I think they're based in the UK and their fees are like $100 a month no matter how much you're 
um, you know, how many transactions you're bringing in. They hold it for 15 mm-hmm. days. And, mm-hmm. you know, but but they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're CBD. And, yeah. and there's also setup fees. <laughs> like the payment processors will give you setup fees. Mm-hmm. So just if you're looking for like a cannabis compliant payment processor, they're going to cost way more than a regular payment processor. And, and they want like, you know, two years bank statement, like your firstborn. Like, <laughs> they, they, they want really all this information. Your taxes, for how much you, you pay your rent, if you go to yeah. work at McDonald's. If I'm like, wait. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I again this is something that like I've been in accounting since college since I graduated and I being in other industries I've never experienced this before really so no other industry really gives you this much red tape no no Mm. (laughs) I'm like maybe like the sex industry or yeah maybe but I feel like alcohol even has an easier time yeah alcohol does have it easier but it's just and it's crazy too because i know that once it becomes federally legal all these companies that have been shutting people down and turning them away oh they're all gonna gonna be like come on in yes and i hope that people say no keep that same energy (laughs) (laughs) or they're gonna charge so much more to host a cbd site or like host a cbd domain because they are gonna now know the value of it yeah it's it's just like i tried not to work with companies that openly say that they are not cannabis friendly um and work with can work with cannabis friendly companies Mm because it really does make a big difference it does so what signs should someone look for when they're looking for a payment processor or a bank or a site that will work with them? Like what immediate red flags should someone know? They're like, okay, let me not even try it. Yikes. I, I'm like, I, I, I want to say like that you, like you're not, you shouldn't lie to them. First of all. Um, yes. That's you know, so that's important. Big. <laughs> okay. Because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I do this and not tell them about the CBD that I'm selling. And it's just not a good idea. They're going to find it. Yeah, if you you feel like you need to lie to them, that's probably a bad sign. Um, And I like just to be open and ask them questions and and know that like there is really no guarantee that they're going to keep your account open or that mm-hmm. they're going to care because yeah. they could they'll take your money up until you know they they feel like they don't want to work with you anymore and then they will they'll pull your account or your oh, yeah. or whatever so it's just like it's really no way of knowing like how to avoid it i would say just like do as much research as possible. Yeah, definitely. Just take your time. I wish <laughs> I took my time. And w- when I started my hemp business in 2016, it wasn't <laughs> like even payment processors, banning CBD wasn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. So by 2018 or like 2017, 2018 when I started getting shut down because then they started to pay attention to it. Right. And then now 2021, I don't have a site anymore because I cannot for the life of me figure out this payment processor banking thing Mm -hmm. um so now I'm like okay well you know how do you pivot like you said it's so important to pivot but it's just such a I mean they really do ask for your firstborn yeah (laughs) yeah how much money you've made your entire life and I'm like oh I don't know if I I'm to the point where I'm like I don't even know if it's worth it for me to continue this this hemp business because of how much they want to know about you and the finances and how much you have to pay to even operate a business right. that you don't even know is going to return that much money back. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's so sad. It's very, very <laughs> challenging. I, I have a call sad. scheduled with you later. Because yeah, you I was gonna, <laughs> can you talk about this? <laughs> I was like, oh, it just makes my stomach hurt. This is yeah, why we can't miss accountants, you guys, okay? Because... <laughs> we have no idea what's going on so we need someone someone to help us for sure 
it's, um, it's so I definitely also want to ask because some yeah. people might be like you know I didn't even realize that I needed a a whole financially like different plan with the cannabis business until I was in it um, and lots of people don't realize that until they're in it what is the role of a cannabis accountant and how could someone benefit from having someone like you on their team well um you know just like with everything else in the industry um the accounting finance bookkeeping side of it is a whole different animal mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> it's very specialized um and um the the big huge difference um besides banking and payment processing is um IRS code 280E um which very quickly states that if you participate in the trafficking of a schedule 1 or schedule 2 substance which um cannabis is um that you cannot take normal business deductions mm. um, so that's huge Um, because, you know, normally you can, you know, you'll take payroll or rent, um, you know, different things out of, as deductions out of your income, and then you pay taxes off of that. Um, but you know, in, in cannabis, you are paying on like most of your income, even though you still have those regular business expenses mm-hmm. so you're paying like an exorbitant amount of taxes um, that people don't realize um, until it's too late and then some people don't pay it which is not a good idea because you get in so much trouble um, like when you hear these cases a lot of it um, is for tax evasion mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really important that you have someone on your team that's going to talk you through um, how you're going to navigate 280E, not work around, like not try to. Yeah, don't try it. to finesse the system. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> someone tells you like, oh, I know this loophole. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> like, Don't do it. I've seen giant companies try to pull this off and get caught. Like yes, every, like you cannot escape the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not possible. So it's just you know it's important to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out what you're gonna do and and you know keep good uh, records and. Um, keep your receipts, your invoices, and, um, you know, because then when they come back and they ask questions, which they will, um, you know, you already have it. And that's, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. That's a very good idea. What, what, like, mistake do you see the most often with new cannabis entrepreneurs or business owners when it comes to their business finances and filing their taxes? Um, I think the biggest mistake is people thinking that they can do it themselves. Mm. Um, I and... definitely need to talk to you then. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Um, it's a lot. And, you know, you, you miss things and, and then you have fees and audits and, and then, and then it becomes an even bigger issue. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I don't want to pay someone to to do my books I can do this myself this is easy it is not I I know I did them wrong I know I did (laughs) am I talking about you (laughs) yes (laughs) and I'm okay with that this is why I have this call scheduled I'm like I need to talk to her why haven't I booked a call earlier (laughs) yeah yeah definitely it's it's next week right yes yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Be getting prepared. my questions down. I'm gonna write yeah. everything down. Y'all, please talk to Erica. Please book a consult call with her. They're free. If this sounds like you, if you sound like an entrepreneur yeah. like me who did not know what they're doing and is bad at math, please call Erica. <laughs> yes. Continue. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of us come into the industry very eager and very excited and yes and ready to like build whatever no matter what and don't really realize that there are so many parts and yeah. every part needs to be compliant and probably the most important part that needs to be compliant is the financial part 
mm-hmm. because that's how you're going to be able to last long term in the industry because right. so many people start really mm-hmm. like in a very fast high trajectory and then just didn't do the books right or paid way more and lost a lot of money they didn't end up making as much and end up just plummeting I know from my own experiences as a business owner as well as an employer for dispensaries and companies I've seen it happen so many times Mm -hmm. and then they get caught up like you said and they're like oh shit and start running from the IRS Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is why it's so important Mm -hmm. to have someone like you because Mm -hmm. you don't want to have that problem number one like that's Mm -hmm. my worst fear is like doing my taxes wrong and going to jail (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's that's what everybody thinks you're <laughs> like, like I think I did the right I don't know I hope so I'm just told them I did yeah like okay if I have to go to jail I'll go to jail for I'm my being, I'm too cute like I don't even know what I would do in there you're like I just did my taxes wrong I don't even know what yeah no. but it happens so often like we see all yeah. these articles of yeah huge, huge companies who have kind of like made it for maybe four or five years but after those four or five years like get caught up in something or like people like you said don't hide things because what did we see that article said they were running their business as like a health clinic yeah and they were actually a dispensary and then mm-hmm. like someone came to their door and was like this is not a health clinic you right know? like and now they have all of these financial issues what financial planning and documentation does someone need to immediately have to run their cannabis business compliantly? Like if they're like, okay, I want to start this business and I want to do it. I want to at least have what I need in the next six months. Like what are the financial things they immediately need to have? Well, I definitely think it's important to um, figure out which entity, um, business entity type that you um, are going to you know, realizing that LLCs um, are not really their own uh, um, corporation. So that passes through into your own personal taxes um, and, you know, using your own tax rate. I think people don't realize that um, or even like don't even form an entity altogether and realize that they're like a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm you know, nothing separate. So that's definitely a big one. And I would say um, also to, you know, make sure you have a compliant bank that you're using. Very important. Don't lie to your bank. Um, And, um, you know, create a budget, know where you are, and know where you want to be. And, you know, keep keep track of that you know sometimes people like to um you know they don't look at it and they're just like okay well I can pay my bills and Mm -hmm. I'm still able to move but it's important to stop and take a look at you know where you are currently and and then have a conversation about where you want to be where did where do you want income numbers to be where Mm -hmm. do you want your expense numbers to be like are you trying to expand? Are you trying to make another hire? Um, you know, those things, ha- they they should be talked about um, consistently, mm-hmm. not just once a year or twice a year. Um, so it's important to just have have a plan and and know what's going on. Don't say like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I'm not a numbers person. Like, um, for me, I am a numbers person, but I like to explain things. So, um, and I will stay on the phone with people for hours <laughs> until, <laughs> until they get it. Um, because I'm like, it's important that the business owners and um, the executives really know what's going on with the mm-hmm. book. That's, um, you know, that's how you're going to sustain your business. Otherwise, exactly. you have no business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What are, like, for a lot of people, I'm assuming, of course, like, people like us, women of color, like, when we have a business idea, we start a business, we don't really have a lot of money to invest in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you think like, oh, I can't build this thing because I don't have a lot of money. And I, I mean, from my experience, I know you don't really need 
as much as people say you need to start a business Mm -hmm. but for someone who doesn't have a lot like you know what can they do how can they be creative to at least start like for me I know if I have a business idea but I don't have a lot of money to put into it right away I immediately know I can buy the domain I can get the Instagram you know I can at least buy the name to it so I have ownership of that right yeah um I mean from an accounting perspective um I would say make sure that you have someone that you can speak to mm-hmm. um, you know if maybe you can't afford having um someone that you can pay monthly or someone you can pay quarterly at least you can have like consultations with them or like maybe just like sessions with them um, you know, find someone who you can afford and that you can, that you trust, um, that can help guide you, mm-hmm. um, until you are able to afford their services. Oh, books. Books are a great resource all the time. I feel like <laughs> if I don't know how to do something, I'll, I'll go find a book about it for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> What, um, creating like a brand, of course, like a cannabis brand, what roadblocks or restrictions may someone have to spend extra money, money or time on? I know those things and I hate them (laughs) for someone else who doesn't know, like, like you said, you have to pay extra money for a payment processor sometimes. What other things would someone maybe have to pay a little bit extra for to run a cannabis business? Oh, I'm like, I feel like everything is extra. (laughs) Yes, everything, actually. Yeah, I've heard people whose like landlord will up the price or will, you know, give them a different rate because of the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, vendors might not be so nice to you and might say because it's risky that you know, we have to pay, you know, you have to pay an extra fee. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I hate to, like, generalize it, but it's just, like, um, it's, like, almost everything that that is a roadblock, even to the point where, um, you know, it's, it's so, like, stigmatized that she's, like, oh, you're, you're in, you do business in weed? And- <laughs> oh, no. And, like, you know, people are just always judging you. And, and like, so it's, it's, there's always a roadblock mm-hmm. when you're trying to do something. It's very rare when you find someone who is like, okay, I wanna, like, let's, let me help you here. Like, you know, and then, like, those people you cling to, of course, but it's, it's definitely hard. Um, to, to do lots of things in the industry. I think um, everything's a little bit harder just because yeah. it's weed. You would think it'd be easier because it's weed, but it's no. the opposite. And no, everything yeah. does cost a little bit more. Like Le- everything's legal, a little extra fee. I think it's because people think, like associate the weed industry with the, you know, legacy market, which, mm-hmm. you know, people just trying to do what they want um but like in the legal industry yeah it's it's very difficult this is why you guys need to book a console call with erica (laughs) okay i mean it because these challenges are not going away like they're just gonna get harder it's gonna get more restrictive it's gonna get more expensive especially as these bigger companies start to come in like yeah now that amazon has been like we love weed we're gonna deliver it on our prime trucks now the cost of weed is going up (laughs) the cost of being in the legal industry is going up yeah licenses to own a dispensary cost millions of dollars oh yeah millions and this is why so it's important to have someone like you on their team and i didn't i didn't know this until i ended up (laughs) (laughs) just on my floor in a pile of papers crying this I've cried so many times over payment processors and banks because I'm just like it's easier for drug dealers to sell a legal weed on the internet than it is for me to sell like a hemp oil on the internet and they just give you all of these roadblocks 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, I didn't even know this. And you don't really realize how much time and money you're putting into it. And I always mm-hmm. preach, like, if you can find uh, an expert or like find someone else who has the knowledge, absolutely mm-hmm. go to that person. Like, right. I'm someone as well that if I don't know how to do something and I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to go try to find someone else who does. And I don't know why I haven't tried right. to do that earlier, but now you're making me realize <laughs> I, sh- I should have. So hopefully the other people who are listening also realize that they definitely should, you know, before they do anything, before they just take off with this big business idea, plan it, look at the finances first. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I would say like, I, um, my, um, one of my products or one of my services is a peace of mind. So definitely like I love that. Is my like one of my clients is crying on the floor about something <laughs> accounting. I would feel horrible. Like that is I'm like, that's why I'm here. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like, this is why I'm here. This is why I do this. So that, you know, you don't have to deal with that or that you don't feel that way. At least you you know, it can give you, um, you know, a sense of peace that someone is on your team and that's helping you with that, that you don't have to feel like completely alone and not knowing where to turn. Because um, I, I know how that is. Um, mm-hmm. Other things um, like like my social media. <laughs> that's why I have you. Yes, we work with each other, you guys. And I do her marketing and she's going to help me get my financial life together. Yes, that's. I mean, that's what this is, you know, all about. I'm like, I know nothing about like social media posting the hashtags. It's like my personal page is like, I'll post like once every two weeks, like <laughs> once a year. Like, so I'm just like really grateful for people who... um you know, have specialties and I will utilize that. And I'm like, that's just, I'm like, I have a specialty. So I want people to utilize that. I love that. One of her products is peace of mind. We got to add that to your marketing girl. That's good. (laughs) You didn't tell me that earlier. That's really good. We got to add that to the marketing strategy. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the most expensive one. (laughs) I mean, it's so worth it though. It's, so worth as someone who has been in the industry trying to like build on her own for five years yeah I wish I could pay for peace of mind I wish I can like my I'm to the point now where people who have been watching me do this and are like in my life are like are you like this looks hard like you look stressed are you sure you want to keep doing this I've had people literally come to me and be like like you don't want to work at any I'm like no I really like weed like (laughs) And they're like, but this looks really <laughs> challenging and you look like your hair is going to come out. So like, because they see it, they've seen it's taken a, a wear on me over the years and they see how it's changed over the years and how it's getting more competitive and more expensive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this shit looks hard. I'm like, it is, but I'm like obsessed. It, it is. It's like, I definitely know what you mean. Like, I'll see people who say okay like I'm getting out of the industry I just can't take it anymore and I'm like yeah I get it like it's a lot but I am like so invested (laughs) and people start to think we're crazy and I'm like I might be but yeah I'm I'm always complaining about something that (laughs) happened something that passed like you know, always complaining, but then I'm like, you know, you see like, you know, Josephine and Billy's and you're Yeah, like, you have one oh moment. My yeah, God. you have one moment. I did I tell yeah. you I went to Gorilla Wellness. I finally got to go. Yeah. And I walked in and I was like, Oh, I guess I'll stay. Because <laughs> <Like this. laughs> it was beautiful. And like I walked in a room, the whole staff was black women and never oh, in my life did wow. I think I would see a black woman owned dispensary staffed by black women like it's you couldn't have told me that was a real thing so walking into that I felt so encouraged Uh, right yeah you just like like you you feel beat down sometimes and then you know you'll have an experience or you'll have a talk 
and then you just you feel motivated again and recharged and you're like okay here we go <laughs> and I'm back at it yeah and you're like oh I'm tired <laughs> but here I am girl <laughs> yeah in. yeah my it- last question I think which is a perfect like transition and I mm-hmm. asked everyone as well what advice would you give to women or men of color that want to get into the industry and just don't know where to start? Because you had a great story. Like, you were just like, I went to an event, and I just kind of started from there. Um, I would say go for it. Just do it. Um, I, I can't even think of one thing that, um, you know, doesn't translate into cannabis. Like, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing you can do it in cannabis absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) so it's you know go look up an event that's in your area start following people on instagram and um you know social media whatever social media platforms you're on start following people get connected and um you know just go for it because there's so many opportunities there's so much money out there um and it's it's gonna be huge so much so much so, money like what's what yeah it in the billions now it's like the, it is. yeah it's in the billions it's so much money and like black people have like four percent of that yeah like a very is very very that- small <laughs> amount yeah. yes it's less than five percent <laughs> And I was like, yeah, damn it's it. Not, it's not a lot. And then even when you go into like like black women, it's even less than that. It's like so, point one person. Like it's yeah. so small. It's so so small. Super so there's small. so much room to make more money. There's as much so- money as it costs, if you can make it long term, it's absolutely worth it. Yes, definitely. And and it's not even a matter of if, but like when it mm-hmm. becomes federally legal. Um, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be huge. And there's, it's gonna be so many opportunities. Like, it's definitely good to get in now and and just do it. I love that. Just do it, you guys. And don't forget to call Erica. She will give you peace of mind. Yes. Because what we all want, I feel like every every person of color that I talk to in the industry, all we want is like, to be able to create lasting wealth, like to create something that lasts a long, long, long yeah. time. Generational wealth. Exactly. We yeah. want to all be able to have, you know, a piece of land, property, something that we own, a name, a brand, a company. And you can absolutely do it if you have a plan and then people on your team who actually yeah. like know what they're doing. Right. Have a good team. Super important. Yeah. Didn't you have so much fun, Erica? That wasn't that I- scary, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just like, I'm wondering how I sound though. <laughs> you sound great. Erica's really scared, you guys, and hopefully we'll hear a podcast from her soon. Yes, putting the pressure on her. Sorry, yeah, but you I had to do it. <laughs> Thanks. No, it's I been such it. a fun time. I'm like, it's always great when we talk, but you know, having you for this long amount of time, being able to ask you questions that lots of people ask and people that are wondering in the industry you know I really am glad that they're getting to know you and getting to know what you do and hopefully people like me will I really feel red actually I feel like <laughs> that I need to write a lot of questions down to prepare for our call because yes. I know I did so many things wrong and I'm just I'm just always like working on things slowly but surely slowly but surely but if I want to ever get over it, I got to I got to work through it. I got to work through it. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm looking forward to our call. I, I didn't, I'm scared. I think I you're going to judge me. I, no, not at all. I didn't even know you had that many issues, but we will work it. Don't even worry about it. I was like, I'm still shut down off the Twitter just for I don't even sell like cannabis products on I just sell like my marketing services mm-hmm. and I still got shut down on Square. I was like what the hell and after that I was like I don't know I give up <laughs> oh Square is like the worst oh really <laughs> they're, just, they're gonna sue me watch no <laughs> oh wow well <laughs> like, yeah Square I I had a client that Square yeah. shut down yeah after that I've just been like kind of just like ignoring it but I <laughs> no, yeah that's that's 
help ignoring is not gonna help yeah yeah I'm not a math person like I said (laughs) math gives me anxiety so I just I'm like I'll figure it out later (laughs) definitely figure something oh man well it was such a joy having you on I'm excited for us to talk soon um oh yeah tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram and everything if you want to like announce anything Yes, um, on Instagram, I am the number grinder. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, my website is construction, but it should be up. Soon. <laughs> um, yes. it, but yeah, IG and LinkedIn, the best place to find me. Exactly. Or you can find me, um, Erica at the number grinder.com. And the console calls are on your Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah, that's where people can book those console calls. Yeah. They're completely well, free. Well, just talk call. to her. Just talk, and you'll be like, yeah. "Oh my god." <laughs> yes. Book a call. Figure it out. We'll figure something out. Yes, I love it. Well, if you didn't know, you are my season three finale guest. Woo! Yay! It's been so challenging trying to do this uh, podcast this season because just life, but. <laughs> thank you for having me yes of course i'm so glad you were the finale guest so many people are gonna have so many questions for you i already get prepared i'm ready (laughs) get prepared your dms are gonna be flooded thank you yeah thank you so much for being on it was so fun thank Thank you guys for listening no announcements i will be back after the holidays taking a break as always and then we'll see what's going on for season four um, you can find me on Instagram at the Marijuana Ayana. I also have a backup page now at M-J-I-Y-A-N-A underscore. DM me, hit my line anytime. If you have questions, want to be on the show, or know a brand that wants to be on the show, or if you're like, hey, I heard this person on your show, how do I connect with them? You can also DM me. It's always my goal to, you know, connect other women of color, men of color in the space together. That's the whole goal here to, you know, highlight and uplift one another and collaborate Thank you guys for listening to this season. It's been so lit. We're going to go keep smoking and uh, try to survive the day. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye.